following is a message from Praise and Worship, a community of people in Branson, Missouri who are loved by Jesus and joining Him in His mission to bring love and hope to all people. For more information and for more audio and video content, visit www.branson.church. So that night when Mary and Joseph were trying to find a place to, you know, figure out how to have this baby and there was no room for them, you now can say that you somewhat identify with that experience as there's very, very little room for you guys to join us tonight. So I really appreciate everyone's willingness to kind of say, hey, let's snuggle in and let's have true fellowship on Christmas Eve. And what we're going to do tonight is we're going to look at this idea of God's kindness because it really is the ultimate paradox. And it's this thing that He gives to us so freely, and He does it for a very simple reason. He loves us. It's just like, okay, there's the sermon. You know, I mean, that's, that's all we got to do. But we want to just open a couple of things and take a look at this. And as we do, we ask, uh, we're going to ask the Lord to help us. And to, we're going to just pray for a moment and ask Him to help our hearts, our ears, and, and everything that He's doing to help us receive this kindness. Please pray with me. Father, we ask You right now to open our hearts and our minds in this time. And I pray as we look at just a couple of passages of Your Word, that you would show us something maybe that we haven't seen before. Let us see it in a way that maybe strikes us anew. Open our hearts and our minds to what you would do in us and through us tonight. And we pray boldly, Lord, that you would pour out your grace and your mercy and your perfect peace, all wrapped in this beautiful present, this gift of your kindness. We know this, this kindness by name, his name is Jesus, and it's in his name that we pray. Amen. So before we get started, I have to read you this. This is just one of those things where you know, you're sort of getting together. I don't know if you guys had this experience. Like it's Christmas Eve, and you're doing those last-minute things, and then all of a sudden you hear something, and it just kind of like, whoa, i got to share this. So this is, this is taken from a really classical style of music. You might have heard of it, Trans-Siberian Orchestra, right? Yeah, that's what it is. Some of you guys are like, no, it's like Christmas music with rock and roll. So it's, I, can, I can appreciate that. But um, when you hear these words, these don't sound like a rock and roll song, maybe, or maybe they do. Who is so blessed that he changes all tomorrows, replacing tears with reborn years? In hearts once dark and hollow, could this be Christ the King, whose every breath the angels sing? Could this be the very face of God, this child? Could, this, could you be this old and yet for now your life to yet begin? Tell me, how many times can this story be told after all these years it should sound so old, but it somehow rings true in the back of our minds as I search for a dream that words just no longer seem to be able to define? At the time and the years and the tears and the cost and the hopes and the dreams of each day that is lost and the whisper of wings in the cold winter's air as the snow, it comes down and visions appear everywhere. Could you, be, could you and I be this old and have our lives just now begin? This is an interesting question and it just absolutely fits right into God's Word for our for you and me for tonight, as we ask basically three questions. What happened that night? How did it happen? And why did it happen? 
This is what we're, this is what we're doing tonight. And so we're going to put on the screen Titus chapter 3, verses 4 and 5. And you're like, wait a minute, it's Christmas. Should we read in like Luke 2? Yeah, we, we did that earlier. We, we got to see it animated. It was beautiful. But tonight we just want to look at three verses of Scripture. Just three, three sentences that I'm convinced take the Christmas story and bring Him, that is the baby Jesus Himself, who grew up to be King all, of all things by dying for us and by rising for us and by creating a new world for us. I'm convinced that all of that comes into our hearts by the way of hearing this good news. I want you to, we're going to put these on the screen, and I've got a few words I want us to zoom in on tonight. When the kindness and the love of God our Savior appeared, and just so we're all clear, that was tonight, 2,000 plus years ago, tonight, He saved us. Not because of righteous things that we had done, but because of His mercy. And you might be sitting there and you're going now, you might be saying, now wait a minute, Mark. Are you saying to me that God, that God saved me even, even though I didn't do all the righteous things? Because I thought you have to do the righteous things, like all the things, the righteous things, in order for God to love me. And I would say, no, I'm not saying that. His word, the scriptures, are saying that to you and to me. I might, I might want to say them again. Not because of the righteous things that you and I had done but because of His mercy. Now, we've got to define a few words, and we've got them all underlined on the screen. Kindness, that's our first word. Well, this is an interesting thing. I'm a bit of a tech guy. I'm a, only a recent convert to being a pastor, so this is a whole new challenge and a wonderful thing, but my tech guyness has not worn off yet. And so I love to go on Google and do all these studies and everything. And, and so one of the things that's interesting that Google has, and you might notice this, if you, if you just go to Google and you type in define at space and then put the word, it'll give you the definition from the Merriam-Webster's Dictionary, but then right under that, it'll show you the, the amount of times that word is currently being used in our language. I mean, which is an interesting thing to think about. And you know that the word kindness is at an all-time historic low in the use in, its in, in the English language. This is, a, this is a, a little bit of something that causes us to have concern. And you know, you're just like, well, how would you define kindness? And it was interesting because you look at the definition and it's like, well, it's the act of being kind. And I'm like, well, of course it is, right? We all know that, right? But then these other words start getting used to define it. Well, it's having compassion. It's caring for someone. It is sharing with someone. It is offering yourself to someone. This is kindness. And so when the kindness appeared, that is the kindness of our Lord and Savior Jesus, um, when He was born in Bethlehem and He raised up to do all these things for you and for me, this was because of His compassion. And of course, right here, the Apostle Paul, by the power of the Holy Spirit, says, and His love. His love. Now, love is an interesting word. We, we were studying this on Sunday because we do our uh, Advent candles, and the tallest one here is the love candle. It's the most recent one to be lit. You can tell the, the, uh, the peace candle. She's only got a few minutes left, so I've got to hurry. Um, but that's okay. The love candle is interesting because we were talking about what is love, right? And, and so love is this interesting thing because, you know, we were talking on Sunday. You know, you can, you can say, I love my mom and I love pizza, but then how does that make your mom feel, right? You know, it's like, hey, wait a minute. Um, and so love is this word that means so many things, but it's this, this choice. It's a behavior. It is a position of the heart. Not just a feeling, not just a swipe on your phone one direction or the other. It is, it is this complete, total giving of yourself to someone else. And that is what God did for you and for me. 
He saved us not because of the righteous things that you and I did. So if you sit there and you think, God will only like me if I'm a good person, may I just present to you the words of the Holy Bible. No, no, no. He, he loved you before you were ever born. He's working to, make, to take care of all of the evil in the world to get rid of it. Because most people are like, well, if God really is all good and He really is all powerful, why doesn't He just get rid of all the evil? And then, the, the, then what happens is, is if you look back on your life and you're like, yeah, but I'm normally not evil, but um, sometimes I am. Like then when that one guy cut me off in traffic today, I, got, I felt a little evil, right? I wanted to do evil things because he had done evil things to me. And Well, we fight fire with fire, don't we? See, God's love for us is not dependent upon that reaction in our heart. And yet, that reaction is still in our heart. And that's why Jesus had to be born. That's why Jesus had to go to the cross. That's why Jesus came out of the empty tomb. Because he was here to solve the problem of evil. Not by stomping it all out. Not by wiping it all out or burning it to the ground. But by becoming one of us to save us. Because of his kindness and his love. Take a look at verses. Oh wait, my bad guys. We still have to define one word. My bad. Mercy. We didn't define mercy. And I was so excited because of kindness and love. We can't forget mercy. Mercy is this powerful word. Have you ever said about someone or some, you know, said like you think of someone and then they, you know, they get in trouble and then you're like, yeah, they're getting what they deserve. And just, you might be sitting there going, oh, I would never do that. Well, I've done it. So just so we're all clear, we we do this. And And it's because we do desire justice. When someone gets what they deserve, that's typically because we're like, we need justice, right? But the but mercy is when someone doesn't get what they deserve. See, and that's what this is all about. Don't go before God with the question of what you deserve. He's already taken care of all of that. He has mercy. So he's not, like, what, what we deserve is out of the, it's not even in the equation. Kindness and love are his motivators. Now we'll take a look at verses 5 and 6 because this is the next part of that. How did it happen? That's what happened on Christmas night and began that story. How did it happen? He saved us through the washing of the rebirth and renewal which comes by the Holy Spirit. And, and he, he poured Him out on us. So now sometimes people will say, you know, depending on which kind of church you grew up in, you're like, well, how do you get the Holy Spirit and all these things? I just want you to hear the words of God tonight. He poured Him out on you. The Holy Spirit is the presence of God. The glory of God in the Old Testament was called the Kavod Yahweh. It's this thing where when you went to the temple and you weren't like, you didn't have all your like rituals done, it could like zap you. I mean, it was like scary. And, and because of Jesus, because of what he did by dying on the cross and rising from the dead, now all that stuff, that holiness of God, that difference of God is available to us. And now he dwells in our body. We sing it in a, in a Sunday school song. This little light of mine. Right? That is the power of God for you and for me. He poured out onto us. How did he do it? Generously through Jesus. So this is why, you know, when you go to these, you go to these Christmas Eve services, I don't know if you've ever been to one, kind of like the one you're at right now. You go to these Christmas, and these preachers are just like, you need to know the story of Jesus. You need to know the story of Jesus. Why? Because of this. We're so fired up about this because, well, because of fire. Fire that comes and dwells in us and makes everything new. It's his way of solving the problem of evil to take out our evil hearts and to put new hearts in. 
And you might be sitting there going, well, but like the last time I checked, even though I do believe in Jesus and I think that whole Jesus story is really cool, I've still got this thing going on in me. And it's like the Apostle Paul wrote in Romans chapter 7, the good that I want to do, that I don't do, and the bad that I don't want to do, this I keep on doing. Who's going to rescue me from this? Jesus. That's his answer. And he proceeded to say this, therefore there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. No condemnation. And see, this is the beautiful story of Christmas condemnation is removed. And you might be sitting there going, yeah, Mark, well, I've been, to a, I've been around Christians who are pretty good at condemnation. Yeah, all humans tend to be. But God is not in that business. He's in the business of gospel. Gospel means good news. And he poured out this news by the way of his Holy Spirit, re- rebirthing our hearts, as it were, generously through this baby born in Bethlehem. Our last passage for tonight, verse 7. Why did it happen? Why did he do this? All of this so that having been, uh oh, time out, justified, this is a word that maybe we don't use in our language every day, so we got to stop and define it. Justified means declared righteous. It means when God looks at you, he doesn't see the bad that you, you see when you look at yourself. I know I see it with my life. It's like, you know, now for those of us who might be like 19 or 20 and you look in the mirror, you're like, hey, 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 you know. I'm 46. That doesn't happen too often anymore. I, I mean, you know, I, I'm trying to work out, do some things, get a little better, but it doesn't. It's just like, ugh. You know, that's kind of what you feel when you look in the mirror. See, but when God looks at you, He sees the perfect you, the you that He is making new, the you that you always wish you would have been. He is creating every single day by the power of the Holy Spirit through His Word and through His fellowship. Now you might, you might be sitting there, and He's not doing that to me because I don't ever go to church and I do all the churchy things. And This is not a churchy thing. This is a God thing. And He does it every day. And every time you hear that old song that you love and it reminds you of those good times or when you're gathered around the Christmas trees tonight or tomorrow and you're ripping paper and you're throwing it around and you're laughing and you're celebrating, that is the glory of God. This is what he's into. He's not into churchy stuff in the old way of saying it. He is into humans born again. The right way of saying it. Through the power of the Holy Spirit and by his grace. Grace is that that next word we need to define. Remember what mercy was? Mercy is when you don't get what you do deserve. You know what grace is? It's when you do get what you don't deserve. His undeserved loving kindness which he pours out on you and me every day, regardless of our behavior, regardless of our past, regardless of anything. So hear me when I say this to you. Hear me very clearly. Jesus loves you. He died on the cross for you. He rose from the grave for you. He is making a new world for you. And the reason that he wants to do this is because he is kind to you. He is very much in love with you. And he wants to spend all of eternity together with all of the people of the earth. Everyone who will receive his free gift forever. Together. In kindness. One more time, these words. Who is so blessed he, char- cha- he changes all tomorrows? Replacing tears with reborn years? And hearts once dark and hollow Could this be Christ the King, whose every breath the angels sing? Could this be the face of God, this child? Could you and I be this old and yet to have our lives just now be beginning? 
Tell me, how many times can this story be told? After all these years, it should sound so old, but somehow it rings true in the back of our minds as we search for dreams that words can no longer define. And the time and the years and the tears and the cost and the hopes and the dreams of each day that feels lost and the whisper of wings in the cold winter air. As the snow, it comes down and visions appear everywhere. Could you and I be this old and yet to have our lives just now begin? Please pray with me. Father, we thank you for all that you give us. And I pray boldly right now that every soul in this room would receive this good news. That would hear the promises that you have declared to us tonight. And that wherever we go and whatever we do and whatever difficulties we face and whatever joys we celebrate and everything in between that we would always remember your kindness because it is your kindness that leads us to repentance it is your kindness that draws us home it is your kindness that we see when we look at jesus on the cross and at the empty tomb and it's because of your kindness that we pray in the mighty name of jesus who lives and reigns with you in the holy spirit one god now and forever amen